Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings uh, to spread your wings and soar. This is Gabriella with Soaring Eco Ministries. Um, yesterday, or a couple of days ago, I spoke about and released a message that was really dear to my heart, and it it was actually about um, let's see, banqueting table, but the banqueting table and God's banner over us being love. And I called it God's banner is a protection and a declaration of dedication. So if you want to listen to that, uh, you're more than welcome to, because I was talking about God's love and uh, what it means to be under his banner. And I'm still in Song of Solomon, and I said uh, at the recording the other day that I would continue was talking about the foxes, catch the foxes that destroy the vineyard. And let me just say in Song of Songs 2.15 in the Amplified Bible, it says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil and ruin the vineyards of love while our vineyards are in blossom. And I was really pondering on that. And, uh, you know, what could that mean? Here they're in the middle of um, a romance, getting to know each other. There is a love between the father and the Shulamite and the Lord himself. And um, it's like a divine romance. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to come to his banqueting table. It is so beautiful to have his banner over us. That's love. His pure, unadulterated, unfailing love. So I want to be aware of being under his banner. And then she talks about the little foxes that spoil and ruin the vineyards of love. So there are always, in our everyday life, we may have romances, we have wonderful days, and we have the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And I always want to focus on that. Um, But, you know, there are situations in our lives that are trying to trip us up. And uh, let me just explain why I'm saying it that way, because I grew up in Germany and we had, our family had vineyards. So I spent a lot of time in the vineyards when the grapes were were ripe, but also there was a pruning time, uh, you know, when the, after the grapes are harvested, um, then there is a time where they have to just kind of cut everything completely back. That's why I love John 15 so much. It talks about being pruned. And if you look at vineyards, that's how it happens. They have to be pruned back. And it's it's just amazing how uh, you look at the pruning after the pruning is done, and it's just down to little knobbly stops, stubs, stubs are left. <laughs> and you look at them and like, this is so ugly. How can ever, how can, how can it be that there's going to be this delicious grapes, uh, clusters of grapes that are coming out of these nubbly stubs? 
But it happens every year. You know, that's a promise of God. Um, there is seed time and there's harvest time as long as the world is around us. So it's amazing. Uh, you see the pruning. You see where everything is cut back. And sometimes we walk through that in our lives. And it's God because in John 15 he talks about pruning us back and I've heard many years ago, you know, you're pruned if you do, and you're pruned if you do, don't. Now, if you don't produce good fruit, you're pruned back. But also, if you produce good fruit, then you're pruned back as well. Why? So you can produce more excellent fruit. If we would not cut back those vineyards, then um, I tell you, nothing would nothing would happen because there would be just it would just blossom this way and that way and there would be no order so to speak and no uh, excellent fruit not more fruit because when you cut something back more excellent fruit will be able to come out and that's our life that is what God does in our lives he prunes us back our character is being formed and even through difficult times um, we learn we learn from those difficult times. We learn from the times in the valley. We learn from the times in the wilderness. We come to him at his table, and we learn from him. We sit at his feet, and we learn from him. And we're not busy running here and there, but we have to focus on him because in this wilderness time, he's the only one. And this is good. I love that time. This has been going on in my life every so often where I find myself in the wilderness. But I know now that there is so much fruit. There's so much honey that is waiting for me, for me to receive more from the Lord and to to get to know him better in that fiery time. It's like a fire. It's a refiner's fire. And he fans to flame our giftings when we're in that season with him. So he baptizes us with fire. He is the one who who brings the fire into our lives. So I I welcome it. So back to the vineyards when I was little. And we not only had vineyards, which, you know, is the grapes, but we also had a lot of, of fruit trees, fields of fruit and I mentioned that in the other recording as well, apple trees, um, peaches, apricots, um, cherries, a lot of cherries, all kinds of different cherries. The cherries that are a little bit more sour, they're there for a purpose. And the, and the sweet cherries, there's all kinds of different uh, sweet cherries. Um, so every field would be a different kind of cherries. And you could cherry that. <laughs> Cherish that because it, they're beautiful. They're they're just amazing. But what I learned, spending my time even in the cherry picking time, which is always around June, July in Germany, and it's the time when we were off from school and we would spend a lot of our time in the field picking cherries. And I tell you, um, that was a lot of times. Um, that was a little bit of suffering there <laughs> to be in those fields. Other kids were out there swimming and we were picking the cherries, but hallelujah, it's all good. What I've learned was um, my grandmother always warned us. She, she said, be careful when you run through the field because the foxes, they um, 
um, you know, they, they really hide. In, they, they have um, foxholes. They dig holes, and those holes are very deep. But if you run across it, you can really be tripped up. You can, it could just sink in and you fall right into it. Or at least your foot will go right into it and it will trip you up. It will cause you to fall. People have even broken their legs. Um, so it's a tripping up. And, and I, I can remember that she always said, yes, they're hiding in the darkness. And they don't come out during the day. During the day, they are actually into their, in their holes. And if you as a little child fall in there and you tripped up, you can be bitten by the fox as well. So this is really a picture of what can happen in our everyday life where we are, you know, where our relationship is just blossoming with the Lord. But there's little things, little foxes that come and they want to trip up, trip us up for us to fall into um they're holes, okay? And if you think about that, if you encounter those foxes in the vineyard, um, these foxes, these, these, these holes, those, these times of tripping up, that could be like bitterness and um, bitterness in our heart. And it could also be resentment. You know, in Hebrews 12, it talks about it, that there will be, a, there could be uh, bitterness bringing up in our heart and trying to defile, defile many. And that bitterness could all start with just a little bit of a resentment, you know, to resent situations, to resent people. Um, and you really have to stop and think about it. What is in my heart? Because we need to guard our heart with all diligence because out of it flows the wellspring of life. And those little bit of resentment, those little bit of discouragement, um, yes, that can go into bitterness and that can keep us from sweet fellowship with the Lord. Those things are the little foxes, they're there to trip us up and to spoil the vine and to spoil, because if you think about it, if these, if there's a lot of foxes in one field and they're making these holes, they're digging these holes and they're digging deep, and if they dig right around the, um, the vineyards or uh, the part of the, the grapes or the trees, you know, the, if they're right around the trees, close to the trees, they can really damage the roots of the trees. And that will cause the trees to have problems to even have fruit, good fruit coming. So this is all designed to trip us up. It's designed, those little foxes are designed to keep us from the love of God, to keep us even, they can even bring a little bit of discouragement. And this discouragement can take us into unbelief and suddenly we're not really trusting God anymore. It's just really sly and slick. And I would just like to, um, let's see, point out in Luke 13, 32, that's a really good scripture, where Jesus himself, um, he's saying, go tell that fox. Um and he said to them, go and tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I finish my course. 
you know, so he he's he's finishing. He was finishing finishing his course. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. So Jesus was not going to be deterred by what Herod was doing, and he was um, he was the one. He was the monarch at that time. He was like the king, okay? He was the one that was in charge, and he was very crafty. He was very manipulative, and he had really a worthless nature. His character was very much to be desired. I mean, his character was not good at all, and Jesus calls him the fox as a rebuke. So we can tell that a fox means something. Here it goes back to spoil the vine. He was trying to spoil the vine. He was trying to spoil the things that Jesus was doing. But yet he couldn't, of course. At the end, he died a painful death. But I'm telling you right now, God is speaking to us. He's speaking to us as on an everyday basis what is happening in your life. Your vineyard is is blooming right now. And saying, it's a wise and a beautiful verse in Song of Solomon 2.15. It's really like a warning to us when we're in the middle of our romance and the romance is alive and growing and preparing to bear good fruit and everlasting fruit for the glory of God. You know, the, the beloved desires the foxes to be rounded up and to be destroyed. You know, the light of Christ comes and he goes deep into our heart and into every crevice inside of us to remove and to um, extract and to reveal everything that is hidden. All potential threats to their relationship must be removed. So these things like bitterness, discouragement, um, unbelief, and just wondering about who Christ is really in our lives. Does he really love me? And why is he not answering my prayers? I prayed about my son. I prayed him to be raised from the dead. But no, he was not raised from the dead. You know, I could be disappointed, and I was disappointed. And I asked the Lord, why did it not happen? But see, I cannot turn from the Lord just because something is not happening. I believe that we should raise the dead. I believe that we should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? And that we overcome and we cast out demons and we cleanse the lepers. All of that is part of it. But sometimes God is not answering our prayer or our declaration immediately. Then that does not mean that he's not listening. That does not mean that that he has turned his back to us. That does not mean that he's not lovable or loving me or I cannot trust him. I can trust him. I trust my heart. I trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge him and he will direct my path, Proverbs 3. And this is powerful. So these things that the potential threats that will keep us from bearing much fruit and that keep us from our relationship with us, with him to ripen, must be removed. And, you know, the Shulamite woman, she specifies that the foxes are little 
And it's the little things, the, li- the things overlooked that often spoil things of value. You know, the, the, the beloved Shunammite wants her lover, Solomon or Jesus, I always say, you know, that's Jesus for me, to address and remove all dangers, all of the obstacles and threats to their love. And that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. That's what Jesus does. His light comes, like I said earlier. And as we guard our hearts with all diligence, because out of it flows the wellspring of life, we guard our hearts and we ask him to examine our hearts. And we examine our own hearts by saying, Lord, look in there, see if you see any wicked ways in me and renew a right spirit within me. So that is what happens the fire of God, the refiner's fire comes and he, he just shines his light on everything and he reveals what's there. And so, so we can release it to him and we're delivered from any of these little spoils that wants to destroy even our value. What is your value? See, our character needs to, we need to mature in Christ. And that's what he's after. He's not just after for us to have a beautiful love life, and that's actually what he wants, but not at the price. You know, there's a price to pay, and that is for us to become mature. And to become mature, there's a price to pay that is going away from the child childishness. Now, we're supposed to be like children coming to him, That is different, but we are not supposed to keep being childish. There is a difference. Childlikeness is when you're teachable, when you're ready to come to him, you receive from him because he's your father and and you just receive from him. That's being like a child. But childish things, we, we, you know, it says that when I was young, I was childish, but then I became mature. I think that's in 1 Corinthians 13 all the way to the end of the love chapter. And I believe that is very important as well that we consider. um, Hallelujah. This is a good one. That just sprang up in me that we need to mature. And the maturity brings a restoration and a reformation and a transformation and our characters are transformed and our characters are ripened and then he can use us or can put us into positions because our gifts make room for us but we it's our character that keeps us there so we do need to gift but we also need the fruit to be ripened. And that's exactly what's happening. If that little fox is destroying the vine right now, then it's also destroying every fruit because the fruit will not be able to come forth every year. More fruit, better fruit, because it's spoiled. It's it's taken away. So, um You know, as they pay attention to the little things, you know, as you pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is showing you, you know, even the little things that you go, oh, well, you know, yes, I was, I was let, I, you know, I was angry and it's okay to be angry, but it's what you do with your anger. You know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. You know, you go, okay, well, I just did it once or twice, not a big deal. But when you do that, if if you keep doing that, if you 
keep letting that anger fester in you and you do not deal with it in a on a righteous with a righteous in a righteous way and bring it to the Lord and really show why you're being angry, why are you consistently being angry about something and how how do you how you react when you're angry, which can really be more bitterness and bitterness of just coming and springing forth and making a big root in your heart and that is what comes out and every time you speak to people it's like a harsh there's a harshness coming out and people realize that and they notice that that's harshness even when you speak the word of God there's a harshness with it and people are not able to receive it. And you're wondering, I am speaking the word of God. Um, why are they not receiving me? Why they are not receiving what I'm saying? It's the truth. It's the word of God. But they cannot receive it because of the harshness, because of the defilement in our hearts that just swaps over and is trying to, to, to defile others in our families, our friends, so we need to check on that. We need to, that's a little fox. It starts little, but it goes, grows and grows and grows and it becomes more bitter and it becomes more harsh and it defiles. It defiles us and it defiles others. So, you know, those two lovers in the Song of Songs, they will continue to pursue, you know, they're pursuing their relationship and that's what we need to do I want to pursue my relationship with the Lord and um, it's something that needs to be worked out it's our salvation that we work out with fear and trembling now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now amen that's the truth and that's what we live out of but our soulish realm wants to take over the spirit and, um, you know, that's carnality. If we live out of our soul, that is actually carnality. And when Adam fell, when Adam and Eve fell, the first Adam fell because of sin, he forfeited walking in the spirit. And that's where the death came. The death was a spiritual death and not a physical death because they were still living on earth after they after the fall after they were thrown out of the garden of eden or the paradise they were still living yeah but um it was they said you will surely die if you eat of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and that death was a spiritual death so the second adam jesus christ came to replace that to bring us back into the garden, to bring us back and to, for us to be born again in the spirit so we can walk in the spirit and live in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? So that's why it is a spiritual rebirth. So you are can, now you can live out of your spirit, which is infused by the Holy Spirit, and your soul should be under your spirit, so to speak, and not the other way around. And that's when we become mature, when we start walking in the spirit. We know about the foxes. We know about what can happen. We know that we need to focus on the Lord and, and be, believe him and trust him and stay close to him, all right? And to live out of the spirit and infuse and um, 
and you know the the soul should just obey the spirit and then your body will follow because your spirit soul and body but if you live out of the spirit of the soul out of your emotions out of your mind out of your own will you know not um, your will be done but mine <laughs> which should be the other way around like jesus said not my will be done but yours but our will wants to do its own thing and if you live out of that, actually, then your soul is in charge and you still live in carnality, then you're being childish. But if you live out of your spirit and your character is formed and transformed from the inside out because you're renewing your mind day by day by the water, the washing of the water of the word, there is a transformation from the inside out and you become mature. So then you walk as mature sons. You have sonship immediately, but you need to grow into it. You need to grow out of those childlike, childish years, and you need to mature to be those sons. And you step into sonship, and you step into the authority that Jesus Christ has given you in a greater measure. So, all right, we came all this way around. I did not have this jot it down but this is the Holy Spirit and it just boils down again Song of Songs 215 in the Amplified Bible catch the foxes for us the little foxes that spoil and ruin the vines of love while our vineyards are in blossom so again I just want to give you these pointers at the end because we went all over the place. But this was important because it was a release of the Holy Spirit, and this is where he wanted to go. I was talking about my encounter with foxes in the vineyard and in the field, um, that those little foxes are there to trip us up, and we need to be conscientious. We need to be aware, conscious about it, knowing what the enemy is trying to do, and that even Jesus was talking to Herod um, in Luke, what was it? Luke 13.32. I would like for you to look that scripture up and maybe meditate on it. You know, that we're not wavering with unbelief and that we're not double-minded, but that we're trusting God. And, and we... You know, just as Jesus said, he called him out that he was a fox because he was there to destroy the vineyard. He was there to to uh, combat what Jesus was trying to do. He was there to even take John the Baptist, and and he he had him decapitated. You know, because of his lust of his flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the pride of life and the lust of the flesh that was all in operation in him and Jesus called him the fox so we should learn from that the enemy is like a fox and he will try to trip you up but you in the vineyard with the Lord and you want to encounter the Lord and you ask him you know catch the foxes for us Lord come and and search me and see where are any little foxes. So that is the main point today, that, you know, just let the Lord do a work, let the Holy Spirit do a work in you, and show you things to come, and show you those things that you have no knowledge of at the moment, 
And that's why you're coming into his throne room. That's why the door is open. And I talk about that so much, but I believe it is so important that we enter in. You know, we are seated in heavenly places, but there's still an entering in. There's still a, a posture that we go in, you know, we go in. We're the ones who are welcoming him. We're the ones who initiate. He initiates times where he gives us visions and dreams and he is there to love on us. But we are the ones who also initiate that relationship and we want it to blossom and to be fruitful for his glory. That while we're here on earth, even so we're seated in heavenly places as positional, we're still on earth and we're bringing heaven on earth. So we need to be the true sons and daughters of God and be having a good character. And whatever we do he, down here on, on earth will be done for the glory of God. Those fruit, others will see the fruit and they want to partake of the fruit. And that's when they taste and see that the Lord is good. Through your life, through your sacrifice and through your yes, 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 a big yes in your heart to the Lord. Well, have an amazing day. And Lord, be blessed. And I'll talk to you soon. If you want to get a hold of us, you can go on the website or I have a blog as well. And it's under soaringeagleinc.org. That's uh, Soaring Eagle Ministries. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, the Soaring Eagle Ministries, a Facebook page, and of course, under my own my name, Gabrielle Gilpin, you can also access my uh, Facebook. So be blessed, and um, talk to you soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.